Your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin, flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. Welcome to the go-to girls solo episode. You guys, I'm doing the damn thing solo this week. This is Jill. And, um, you know, I'm just going to hop on here, give a little update and talk a little bit about building a foundation, (sighs) kind of setting the stage with confidence and things that you need to do when you start your job search or plan on pivoting. But first, as always, you guys, Lauren will be back, but she is traveling for work. So I'm just going to talk. I'm sitting here surrounded by boxes. Well, they're not boxes, you guys. I'm 40 and confession, my mom still comes to help me move when I have to move apartments. And I don't know if you guys have parents like this, but obviously they have a legit house with storage and space. Um, She owns no less than I'd say 150 Tupperware, like huge bins. She puts like Christmas decorations and nonsense. So when I move, that's how I move. So if you see a Mambo mover truck at the end of the month with 8,000 Tupperware bins, that's me. That's your girl moving about 10 blocks away. You guys, I'm so excited about the move, but it's just a lot of adult things. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I had to find a painter, finding paint colors. Like, I really never thought I would fully not be able to sleep picking like unique gray over like reflection. P.S. They're basically the same color. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, a, a lot of life things are happening. I hired a designer who's going to come in and give me a consultation because I feel like now that I'm owning for the first time, I mean, I don't want my place to look like a cluster F, you know what I mean? Or like a frat house with like a futon. So I'm sort of scorching earth and get rid rid of all my furniture before I move. So guys, it might be a while till I have a dinner party, but it's going to happen one day. But you guys know there's so much involved in moving. Like it'll really make me feel better if like I went through my makeup. Do you guys ever like have a phase where you love MAC lipsticks? And you know, if you recycle the MAC lipsticks, like for every six, you get a free one. You guys, I, I honestly have 36 tubes of lipstick that I just haven't ever brought back to the store. Like this is, this is life right now. Like we need to, we need to purge everything like that's happening. So I need all the moving help, but I did hire Mambo Movers my favorite moving company in Philly. No, they mm, do not sponsor this podcast, but I just stick with them. I had such a good experience last time. I think they're like artists and like different creatives and a couple days a week they move. You guys, I don't know. That could be a full-blown lie. I just know that I'm very into Mambo Movers. So that's what's happening on this end. The other update I have to give you is the dating life. So guys, I've been dating again. Um, it's not, it's not going great. I'm, I'm not going to give you false promises. So I went out the other night just for drinks. Cause you guys know, I don't do dinner anymore. Like ab- absolutely not. 
Like, I feel like it's a waste of time. I end up hating myself. Like, I don't want to be there for four hours plus. Like, something we really need to address. I feel like, you guys, this is like a therapy session now, even though I should talk to my real therapist about this. When I know I do not like the the dude, the guy, and I'm not going to see him again, I pay for the date. Like, I have to stop doing that. I'm legit poor. Like, legitimately poor. So, went out the other night. Like, this guy was nice but just like I mean it was fine like cute whatever but not I don't know he just wasn't super ambitious I don't know just wasn't what I was like looking for you know when you know you just know and guys I don't care who it is and apologies if this offends anyone but I hate hate when like my married friends and most of my married friends don't do this because my friends are cool as shit but when they're like hmm well, if he was okay, like give it a chance, go out again. No, we're done playing those games. That's 2021 fam. We have, we're post pandemic. We have no time for that. Like, no, if I know it's not a match, bye, I'm not going out again. So that advice is for the birds. You're not going to find it here, but went out. I mean, he was nice, but you guys, I really think there should be a class in high school or maybe college about how to fully have a conversation. Like this dude nonstop talked about himself the entire night. And like I was feeding the flame. You know what I mean? Because it's so easy, I feel like, especially when someone is drinking. I mean, I was drinking too, but like, you know, when talkers just really start going off and it's easy to redirect them and let them keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. And it's like every once in a while, he'd be like, so tell me about yourself. And guys, we just need a class so dudes can learn how to ask better questions. Like, no, you need to get more granular than that. Like, that is an interview question. Legitimately, that is a question that I have as part of my interview prep for clients. Tell me about yourself is annoying AF because it's open-ended. And basically, the interviewer, it's, it's not like a trick question, but it's sort of a trick question. Like, they don't want you to regurgitate your resume. But they also don't want you to be like, I love cooking. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, it has to be focused on your skill set. So I just can't stand when dates ask that. It's like, what do you want me to say, dude? I don't know. You know, like, what do you want me to tell you about? Like, my two brothers and like my family? Get out of here, dude. I'm not going to see you again. I don't know. Anyway, you guys, it was fine. It ended fine. But like, we're O for about 8,050 over here. So we'll see. But... You guys, I'm going to have to give you an update next week because I'm going out tonight with a guy like so far seems cool as shit, which is unheard of, unheard of, like unparalleled, like the texting's on point, like he gets it, he's funny, he's ambitious, he's like all the things, right? But you guys, he has kids and it literally gives me, like this is my problem and obviously why I need therapy. It, because I understand I'm 40. <laughs> you're like, mm, Joel, did you forget you're not 19? No, like I understand situations that people may be divorced, might have lives, might be single parents, all that, right? But it just like, I just want to go out on a date and have a good time. Like I don't want to have to have the weight of thinking about like minors involved. You know what I mean? Just because I feel like, I just feel like inherently it's heavier when someone has kids you know, which I don't know, maybe it doesn't need to be. I'll report back, but I've never dated anyone with kids who like lived with them part-time or who were young. You know what I mean? 
So you guys were embarking on new territory. Honestly, don't know how I feel about it. But I guess that's step 5,000. Like step one is like, are you a nerd? You know what I mean? Like, can we get past the first date? Like, can we have a drink together? So I'll update you on that, guys. We're going to a public location. I picked the bar. He's coming into the city, which is nice. I can't tell you guys the number of people I've met who want me to go out to them and like cross the bridge to, Jer- to Jersey. I love Jersey, but absolutely not. I, I'm what planet like does the girl go to the dude? Like, I'm, also, I had a guy who was like, "Why don't you just come to my house and I'll make you dinner?" Mm, no, ever heard of Chris Hansen? Like uh, the guy who will hunt you down? Like I don't know what was that show, guys? Like Dateline? I think that was for pedophiles. Anyway, guys, probably not Chris Hansen. I'm just saying, like, no. I would have like 911 on speed dial. I'm not going into your home, sir. Number one, after a pandemic. And number two, I don't know you. You are a stranger, like stranger danger. I really think people have lost their damn mind in the pandemic. And I will say it over and over again, like lost their damn mind. No, we're, we're going nowhere with you. I'm not going to a second location. Uh, thank you. So that's number two. Also, you guys, here's what I was talking to my girlfriend about. Um, I'm not a fan of a coffee date. Like I'm not saying, well, it's probably better for me. I probably should do coffee. Like alcohol's a problem. (sighs) I mean, not really, but I need a little liquid courage. Like I need a drink or two to take the edge off. Like you're a total stranger. It's just, it's a lot. Coffee dates to me, they're just not my jam. I did one and it was horrible. Well, it was horrible because he came in flip-flops and shorts, like gym shorts literally it was October, number one. Number two, thanks for dressing up, sir. Like inappropriate. Number three, I've told you guys about this before. I'm not a fan of open-toed shoes. Like I'm saying in the summer, yeah, but like on a date, dude, come on, cover your toes. Like, well, no one needs to see that. No one needs to see that. So yeah, I mean, that's my rant. I'll update you guys, but dating when you're older, it's just, I don't know. It's a whole, there's just a lot of shit. You know what I mean? There's a lot. But we'll discuss. Maybe today we'll surprise ourselves and have fun. Anyway, before we get into the career chapter or talking about building a foundation, I want to give you guys a rundown of my top five, like top five things I'm loving this week. Actually, it's probably more than five, but I was thinking about it because This kind of goes along the lines of networking, but I feel like I get my best finds through my girlfriends. Like, do you guys do this? Like I found, well, the man who does my hair, who I am insanely in love with, Eric, one of my good friends. Like I found him because someone's like, oh, go to this salon. Like, you know what I mean? You find things through friends, like nail people and, well, my nail artist I love. And uh, like, you know everything, like the hottest new restaurant. Like, oh, I went there last night. Oh my God, you guys listen to me as if I go out and I'm like a cool kid, like the hottest new restaurant. Mm, literally, I'd be happy to McDonald's and I'm not kidding. Um, anyway, I just feel like I like to know what people are up to. So maybe you guys are into the top five. So number one, you know, I'm a workout fiend. Love it. P.S. I do need someone who is listening now to go with me to Barry's boot camp. I have never been. I don't know why I have a fear of going by myself. I like the first time I try a new workout, I like to go with someone. Like I feel like I have an irrational fear. Like if I pass out or have a heart attack, like at least I'd have a friend there. You know what I mean? 
I don't know. I just, I just like to embark on the first journey with someone, but workouts I've been loving. You know, I'm a solid core fanatic. I used to teach there. I teach there no more, but of course, all of my girls, my guys, my friends are amazing. I feel like that workout, truly, there is nothing that makes you feel stronger, more shredded. And I know that's a weird word I just said, but like literally after a solid core class, like you can come home, lift up your shirt and you're like, what? Is that a baby oblique? I mean, then it goes away for sure after like a minute for me, but still it's kind of fun. Um, but workout I'm loving, we had her on the podcast last week, Kate DiGennaro, little powerhouse spunk, five foot three. I love her so much. She knows the body so well. She's an amazing instructor. She opened together Old City in Old City. It is such a cool studio. Every single girl I meet there, there's some guys too, but mostly women, every single woman I meet in class, it's like taking a workout class with your best friends. It is so much fun. I love all the women. All the women who go are fucking baller status, you guys. And that's, I'm telling you, when people ask me like, how do you make friends when you're an adult? And like, what should I do? I'm like, go to workout classes. Like, like attracts, like I'm telling you, the other day we were sitting around after class and one of the girls is a lobbyist for cannabis in New Jersey. I was like, mm, that's cool as shit. One is um, like involved in a wealth investment firm. One's a lawyer. They're teachers. Like they're just ballers, such cool women. But I'm obsessed with Kate's workouts. Um, Power Sculpt is a strength class. She has mat sculpt. Just that is really what I'm loving lately. She also has an online program called Band Together. And I never used to like working out in my house, but every Tuesday and Thursday, I religiously am on the floor with tubs. It's so good. And it's not like a lame workout. Like I sweat my balls off. You know what I'm saying? I don't have balls, but if I did, I sweat them off. It's so good. Plus, she's giving everyone listening 20% off your first class. The code is G2GLOVE. And the two is not spelled out. It's the number two. So I'll post that in the notes, but you guys, it's worth trying. I'm telling you, it, it's so good. Class flies by. I'm obsessed. Plus, you guys, oh my God. So it's an old city, right? So I will walk. It's like an hour walk, maybe like 45 minutes. Like if it's nice, I will walk both ways. I just love a walk. I really do. I used to walk all the time with my friends in New York. Like I'm just into it. And or I'll freaking drive in parallel park. And you guys, I'm no, no. Like I'm not a great parallel parker. Like I've it's just not good. Like I'll continue to circle. I really should only go places with valet or like a full berth. Like guys, when I got a car, I I had a talk with my manager in the building I'm in now, the one I'm leaving. Thank God. Oh my God, you guys, I can't wait to rip this place a new asshole. I hate it so much. But I literally was like, no, I need to speak to the manager of the building. And he's like, what's up? And I'm like, no, no, I don't think you understand. He'd give me like a random parking space. I'm like, I need an end space, like a wide berth. I was like, I moved from Manhattan. I haven't driven since I'm 17. Like for the safety of all involved, no, I can't be parking in, in the midst of other cars. So they gave me the end space, which to this day was a fight worth fighting. So that's my number one thing I'm loving. Okay. Number two thing. This is so random, you guys. And like, I know no one is coming to me for beauty advice. <laughs> like, let's face facts, right? But I, not that recently, but a little bit ago, you know, the makeup artist who does Kim, Kim K, Kim Kardashian's makeup, Mario. 
I mean, obviously I don't know him, but I know his name's Mario. He has an eyeshadow palette that I am obsessed with. It's called, well, his line is Makeup by Mario and it's called the Master Mattes Palette. You guys, it's like browns, tans, red. It looks good on every eye color. Like the pigment is so wild. I can't believe I just said pigment, you guys, as if I'm a beauty influencer. I'm just telling you, I don't know shit about shit, but I do know this eyeshadow palette is my go-to palette. And obviously, mm, hi, that's the whole purpose of this podcast. And this little app, I'm giving you my go-to top five things. So you need that in your life. I think it's like 43, 44. $4, like something along those lines. It's at Sephora. First of all, his packaging is classy AF. It's just like stark white. I love a modern minimalist feel. Like I'm just telling you this eyeshadow palette is worth it. Like literally will take you for days. Um, the third thing we have to talk about, euphoria. But it, it, it strike me down. There's no better show on television. Like obviously the finale just aired. So now I'm going through withdrawal because the new season, season three won't be um, in our lives until 2024. I truly don't know if I can wait that long. That's like a whole other pandemic to go through. But you guys, I can't. I think that show is just so done. P.S. Uh, did we all know that Drake produces it? What can that man and not do is the question, okay? He's just a real, he's the real deal, you guys. I just, I think Euphoria is so good. I'm so attracted to Nate, and I don't even mean the actor. Obviously, Jacob Elordi is mm, fire, but I even mean Nate the character, which uh, is disturbing, like mm, highly disturbing. The whole thing, you guys, it's just so good. Maddie, Cassie, like everything. And I mean, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the finale, pause and just jump ahead 30 seconds. But my little Ash, Ashtray, you, did I say Ashtray? <laughs> You guys, I met Ashtray. Of course, I went down a rabbit hole. He's 15 in real life. He looks like he's three foot two. I, I don't know, but I do find him oddly attractive, which is a problem. And I don't know if I should have just admitted that on the podcast because I'm 40. Like, that's not even funny. Like, I could absolutely be this person's um, mom. So that's cool. That That's life right now. Like I always thought, I wonder, I wonder if like 85 year olds are like, yeah, that 25 year old smoke show. Like, I think you would have to be right. It sounds creepy, but I think when you're 85, it's not that creepy. Like you can still recognize when someone's hot. I'm going to go with yes. You guys, I'm actually, I'm going to go with yes. Cause there's a couple silver foxes who are like 60. So I'm like, oh, they're cool. Wow, that just took a turn, you guys. But Euphoria, we need to discuss. Season finale, I mean, it was great. The episode before, like with the whole play, was phenomenal. Like I can't. Okay, number five. Thing I'm loving lately, especially working from home, like when I'm at my home office, not in the real office. You guys, you need to get these in your life. Spanx, look at me now, leggings, are just everything you need in your life. So... I, I don't know if they come in different colors. I get the straight black. And it's so good because it's a legging, but it's not a workout legging. But they're so tight, but not uncomfortable. They suction your ass up. Like, if I'm going to wear leggings, I want a tight, snatched situation. You know what I mean? They're not see-through. That is such a pro I can't stand when I buy leggings that are see-through or like super, super cheap. 
You guys, I literally have like four pairs now. I just wear them on repeat with like oversized sweaters, like button downs. Like if you're working from home a lot, which all of us still are, like you need these in your life. I think they're like, I don't even know, to be honest. I want to say they're probably like 80 something dollars, but they're worth it. I literally wear them every day. I just, they're just something I'm loving. Okay. Okay. Final thing. Um, I don't know if I've talked to you guys. I discovered a wine at Trader Joe's that I'm so obsessed with. Like right now, if you walked into my kitchen, like obviously it's a dumpster fire because I'm moving. But if you walked into my kitchen, there's no less than eight bottles of Beba May. It's spelled B-E-B-A-M-E. It's a red wine. It's like, so of course I was like talking to the sommelier because I don't, you guys, I don't know shit about shit. I'm like, "Mm, I think this tastes good. When people are like, oh, the hints of vanilla and a musky strawberry. I'm like, "Mm, cool. Like, I truly don't know, which brings me to the fact that I really want to take a wine class. There's a wine school down on Chestnut, like a block away. Like, you guys, if I have any friends who are interested in doing that, I really want to do that. Um, Anyway, this wine, I was talking to the sommelier and he's like, this is the perfect red wine, like table wine. He's like, it's no one will not enjoy it. And damn, if that sommelier was not freaking spot on because I'm obsessed with it. I've never had anyone not be like, oh, what is this? And like specifically ask. It is that good. I will kill you MFers if Trader Joe's runs out of it. But I'm telling you, pick up a bottle. It is so good. It's called Baby May. Um, and you guys, the other thing that I'm being so weird about, it's been my go-to snack. Okay. You know, Sabra hummus, you know, just like the hummus with pretzels, like the little snack size. You guys, I'm so weird about some foods like this. Like I love the snack size, like hummus, right? Weirdly though, like people are like, I was with my friend the other day. She's like, just get the big hummus, like to put in your fridge. And I'm like, absolutely not. And started almost like dry heaving and gagging in the store. Like for some reason, do you guys have foods like this? The snack size, great. Love it. Could eat it all day. The full tub of hummus, like it makes me sick to look at it. Like I don't know what about it, you guys. I I can't, like just the, f- I don't know what it is. I think it's an aversion, just like the texture, but snack size, I can handle it. So weird. But I know people have the weirdness. Oh my God, the other thing I can't stand is cottage cheese. Like I barfarama. Like I, j- I don't understand people who eat cottage cheese. It's literally curdled milk. Is it curdled milk or curdled cheese? Yeah, it's curdled milk that turns into cheese because that's what cheese is. I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. You guys, I don't know. We're focusing on the positive. The positive is snack size, bite size hummus is just the message that we're going with today. Okay. Final like things I'm into and then really we'll just give a little quick foundation talk is like influencers on Instagram. There are some that I really love. Okay. You guys need to follow these people. I don't, I really don't know any of them. Um, I'm just a huge fan. Well, I know like some of them just through sort of the internet, but First one, first person I'm in love with is Shanae Alexander. It's at C-H-I-N-A-E Alexander. I don't know. She's, oh, I know. She's like 36. She lives in Brooklyn. I, I just love her style. I love her content. She used to be an ambassador for Adidas. I think she still might be. She has a podcast. It's called Press Send. But she talks like through breakups and dating and just her dog dingo like I just love it just feels like you're best friends with her and she just has I don't know cool shit cool style I just am really a big fan of her and good content 
Um, the next person I love to follow, she also has a podcast called Boob Sweat. If you guys don't know about her, you need her in your life. Her name is Katie Storino. So her Insta is K-A-T-I-E Storino, S-T-U-R-I-N-O. Okay, here's, oh my God, I went down such a rabbit hole. So she is plus size. And she used to have a blog all about style things. And she still does um, not who wore it better, but same size. Like she'll take like an actress or something in their outfit and recreate the outfit and wear it and put them side by side. And she's, that's her whole point. She's not about who wore it better. She's like, we can all wear it. Oh, supersize the look is, is the tag. Hashtag supersize the look. And I think it's so smart. Her style is so freaking cool. Like it's not necessarily my style. She like loves a Palm Beach sort of look. She's so freaking cool though. And so she did all this kind of stuff. You guys, she invented Mega Babe. So this is the deodorant I'm quite obsessed with. Um, Like the scents are like soapy pits, beachy pits, uh, rosy pits. It's you can find it at Ulta and order it online and Target too. I'm obsessed. She makes also like a shave stick for thighs. Like basically, her whole mo was she invented products she wished she had. Like she's like, listen, mm, hi. Like everyone's thighs rub together. Like I just love her whole mo, her whole vibe. And she has a podcast called Boob Sweat, which is kind of super cute. Um. And you guys, the next person I follow is Grace Atwood. Um, she's great. She lived in Brooklyn, moved to Charleston. She, I don't know, she has a lot of good book recommendations. I like her style, makeup. She's just super cute. I think she's real. And then the last one I follow that I want to tell you guys about is the Champagne Diet. So I actually worked with Kara. She was instrumental. I hired her as a coach like a while ago, back in the day. Um, and she actually... Like, I remember talking about a podcast. Like, it was years later that I started it, but she's amazing. You need to get in on her content. She wrote the book, Girl Code. And I'm sure some of you remember it. It was a pretty big hit. I think Penguin published it, like, back in the day. But she's very big on women empowerment and just empowerment in general and self. And she also talks about breakups and just where you are in life. And I just really, really like her. So maybe those are some good follows if you don't follow them yet. But that's, you guys, those are kind of my top, maybe that was like seven things, my go-to things this week. But I do want to close out this episode and I wanted to really hop on the mic because guys, I have a business, it's Jill Vanek Consulting, but the program that I offer is called the Career Catalyst Program. And it is all about empowering women to become the best version of themselves and to identify their unique value proposition and start to communicate that to the universe, to employers, to themselves most importantly, and start to see actionable results on the professional front. And I cannot tell you how much joy I get by working with these women and some men as well. I have male clients who I I adore them all. Um, But the biggest thing I see, and it's so funny, I was talking to a client yesterday. You guys, sometimes a lot of people will come in and be like, I need a new resume. I I lost my job. I need a new job. You know, kind of like that. And I just take them for a second because we're putting the cart before the horse. My program 
I start with what I call the woo-woo phase. And I lovingly call it the woo-woo phase because the more you know yourself, the more successful you are going to be and the better able to capitalize on so many things. Like I think a lot of people, it's like, if you think about it, you guys, sometimes it's like we're all on these hamster wheels, right? And you're going and you're doing great at work and they gave you promotion. And what about this job and this? And you're like, baller, I'm killing it. But then sometimes you take a step back and you're like, well, shit, do I even want to be on this wheel? Like, how the hell did I find myself? Do I even like what I'm doing? And I think a lot of that reflection doesn't happen in a lot of our lives, not only with jobs, but like relationships, friendships, because it's muddy. People don't want to do it because they're afraid of what the F they're going to uncover. It is much safer to stay on the wheel or in the relationship or in the friendship or whatever and not question it like shit is the grass greener. Because I'll tell you guys right now, you know, there's that saying like, oh, the grass is greener where you water it. Bull fucking shit. Like, yeah, of course, like water your shit. I'm telling you though, no, there are times where the grass is greener. Point blank, period, objective. And so many times it's like, it's so weird, you guys. We can see the green grass. Like we see it is freaking neon green. And we're like, mm, this brown patch is okay. I'm okay here. Mm, it's okay. It's not that bad. It's kind of green. No, it's not. No, it's not. Like open your eyes. We sabotage ourselves is what I'm trying to say. We're all guilty of it at certain stages, phases. But so many of my clients are just scared to take the leap. And it's really reintroducing themselves to themselves and building that foundation of confidence. So I want to leave you with three exercises. Does not matter if you're looking for a new job, does not matter where you are in life, but I find this and these so valuable when I do it with clients in, in my program. And, and obviously we do other things too, but these three exercises really start to open up a, a gateway before we hop into to kind of tangible things. So the first thing that I really help kind of think gives you a sense of self, I take clients through an exercise. So what I would urge you guys to do, I call it the three words, sit in a room by yourself. Like that sounds creepy, but guys, no TV, no phone, no dog, no, no nothing, pen and a pad of paper and write down three words that you would use to describe yourself. And I'm going to tell you right now, when you first write down these words, the second your pen lifts off that paper, you're going to start getting negative talk. Like I have a negative voice. I call her negative Nancy. I'm not, you guys, I'm not that creative. <laughs> just, just stick with me. So maybe for example, I write fun, quirky, and driven. The minute my pen lifts off that paper, my brain goes, well, fun is stupid. No one wants to be described as fun, like whatever, like you would describe yourself as fun. That's lame. Like be careful of the white noise. You guys, it's just going to happen. Be careful of the white noise. So I want you three words to describe yourself. Like say you're a good friend of mine. I'm introducing you to someone who doesn't know you. Like how would I describe you? Like truly what is your essence? Then I want you to write your strengths and get granular. Like, what are you really, really good at? I don't want you to put just like mm, punctual, like give examples, like get down and dirty. And I want you to do the same for your weaknesses. We all have them. We all have them. But just be honest with yourself. 
And then what I have clients do is I have them contact six people from different walks of their lives. And I mean family, friends, an old coworker, an old boss, a current boss, a boyfriend, a casual friend, a workout buddy, like all different walks of life. That's the key. They don't have to know you intimately. They just have to know you well enough. Like you're not just going to like pick a random stranger. And don't preempt this too much, but I want you to ask them to do the same thing. Have them write down three words they would use to describe you and then have them write down what they think are your strengths and weaknesses. And you want to pick someone who's actually going to give you weaknesses. Like a lot of times I have people come back and say, oh, well, Sally said I'm great. I don't have weaknesses. No, fuck Sally. Like everyone has weaknesses. You want to really address it. And I then sit down after all this is done and we go through this list and, you know, we'll talk through it and and you'll think through it. But, you know, it's really interesting. I've never had a client where there wasn't overlap and where they, they weren't self-aware, meaning like their strengths were the same, their weaknesses are, are similar. I mean, some things surprise you, but, you know, no one likes hearing your weaknesses. No one, even if you know them. Doing an exercise like this, like think of the casual day-to-day when we talk to friends. Like You're not like, mm, tell me how great I am, right? And that's not what this exercise is, but this starts to give you a real sense of identity. Internally, are you projecting who you think you are to the external world? How does the external world view you? How do people who know you pretty well or just have met you, like what, what are you projecting into the world? Like what is your essence? Because I say this all the time. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'll look at like a picture of myself and I'll be like, fuck, that's me. Like we see ourselves in such a different light than other people. So this exercise just starts to bring home, like what are my characteristics? Like what's in my DNA? What, what do I bring to the table? What are some things I can work on? Like it's just such a level setting exercise. I, I really think it's worth you doing. Even if you're not looking for a job, you, you learn something about yourself every single time. Um, the second exercise I have people do, and it depends on on what they're doing, but a lot of times this is for a new job. Before we even start looking at jobs, I have them write their non-negotiables down. And I mean down to the nitty gritty. Like if you need a damn coffee maker and espresso in that office, you write down you need an espresso in that office. Like so many times we're afraid to put and say what we really want on paper. Like afraid to do it. And it doesn't make sense because it's honestly, it's it's almost like counterintuitive. Like the clearer you are, the more granular you are, the clearer that vision's going to be. Because you're going to have bright, shiny objects coming at you, whether it's relationships, friends, jobs. You don't want every bright, shiny object. You want the one that's meant for you. And by having this non-negotiable list, that's just going to be key to all of this. So you really want to focus on that and write that down. What are my non-negotiables? What do I absolutely need? What do I not want? And a lot of times this, this comes down to, you know, for me, a couple of jobs ago, a boss I respect, a boss or uh, career growth, trajectory, like get granular. That's a good exercise to do. And the third thing in, in terms of discovery, because at the end of this, you guys, I have clients set goals and we kind of go through all this, but the third exercise I have people do, which I think is really powerful. Some people love this. Some people hate it. It's called the five-year exercise. And again, I I ask them to sit in a room, you know, paper and pen, do their thing and write out basically who they are in five years. And and I don't mean this isn't a fantasy thing like I'm going to live in Malibu by the ocean. I mean, maybe that is your reality, 
But for me, like I would write down on a piece of paper, my name is Jill. I'm 45. Da, 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 and it would go from there. Like, how old are you going to be in five years? And when I tell you, I, I want you to describe to the T who you are. Like, what do you smell like? What perfume do you wear? What are you wearing? Are you in Louboutins? Are you in flats? Do you have kids? Are you traveling? Are you by the beach? What kind of car do you drive? How do you feel at work? Do you volunteer? Like so many times we have this nebulous kind of idea like, well, when I'm this, I'm going to do this or when I grow up or when, no, like it's almost, it gives you sort of a blueprint to work backwards. Like basically what falls out on the page a lot of times is what's important to me? What are my values? What do I want to really focus on? Like, who am I? Who am I as a person? Because I think a lot of times we forget we're not static. We can evolve. You can become that person. It's it, it's not like, up. Oh, this is who I am today. It's always who I am. Like, who do you really want to be? Because time goes by. Like, Time moves so quickly and we don't think about these things that are so, so important. Like, what do I really want to do with this limited fucking time on earth? Like, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? What goals do I have to accomplish? And exercises like this are really helpful. And the last thing I will say, you guys, is, you know, I think I've talked about this a lot. And, you know, sometimes I feel like I get some flack for like, oh, you're so materialistic. And, you know, guys, I'll tell you right now, like for me, money's super important, Period point fucking blank. It's not only a proxy for me of success, and I'm not saying it's the only measure. I'm saying for me, but the other thing is guys, you know, let's face facts. I'm a single woman, and I'm not saying people who are married don't have to think like this cuz lord knows, you know, I will get a prenup if I ever get married. I'd protect my ass. Um, I don't care if they're like a millionaire. Like j- just basically it's so important to me to support myself and have my financial income, that money just takes on a whole set of other things for me. And and I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, And it's interesting. I did this five-year exercise, right? A while back. And and I was on the phone talking to, she's one of my friends, but she's uh, in finance. She's a, a financial accountant, like a manager. And we were kind of talking about some things and I had a couple questions for her. And she was, you know, like, well, what do you want to save for? What do you want to do? And at the time, like buying was nowhere in in, in the atmosphere. And and I said, honestly, like nothing. And then, and then I was like, wait, she's like, what? I was like, okay, I got travel covered. I got this. Like, these are really important to me. I was like, honestly, I was like, you know, it would be sick that I've always wanted. I was like a black on black matted out Range Rover. Like no joke. She's like, okay. And I was like, yeah, but like, how dumb is that? I was laughing. I was like, how stupid. Like, I should save for a house. I should do this. Like, she's like, no, no, we're going to start a fund and it's going to be for a black on black Matt Range Rover. And to this day, you guys, I have a a fund called Bob, which stands for black on black. And basically, she was the first person in quite a long time who was like, fuck you. She's like, why are you laughing at yourself? She's like, nothing is silly. She's like, I don't care what you're saving for. Like, who said you can't have that? or that's not cool, or that she's like, so what if people say, oh, she's materialistic or whatever, like, who are they paying your bills? Who cares? Save for whatever the F you want to do whatever you want to do. Now, obviously, guys, I'm not saying to freaking, you know, go run drug rings or do whatever. I'm saying like, obviously, you know, make sure you can cover your shit. But I was like, you're right. Like, who says I can't do that shit? Like, why is everything so cookie cutter like a house and a picket fence and this and I should save for this? And you know what I mean? It's like, 
do you live your life? So to this day, we've got a Bob fund going. So the whole purpose of that moral is my five-year exercise includes Bob. Point blank, I will be running around Philly in Bob in less than five years. And we're going to go back and listen to this podcast. So write it down. That's how shit happens. There's a science that happens when you put pen to paper. Your dreams, your realities, they come more real. So don't listen to the white noise. Don't listen to Nancy as you do these exercises. Like, what the F do I want? Write it down. Start thinking about it. So you guys, that's the ep for today. And I just wanted to give those couple exercises. Again, it's not like they're rocket science, but guys, we don't do them. And, and it's really important to sit down and iron out your goals and where you want your life to be. And am I on track? And just what do I want to make of this? Because like you're in it, you're living it right now. So make it good. All right, guys, you know the deal. Thank you for tuning in. Love you so much. Subscribe to the podcast on any and all available platforms, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you know the drill. Follow at GoToGirlsPodcast. Also, you can follow me at Jill.Vanek, so J-I-L-L dot V-A-N-A-K. If you're interested at all in the Career Catalyst program, we have workshops, intensives, big things coming. Follow me. You can sign up for a newsletter that will be in your feed soon and rate, review, and let me know what type of content you would love to see in the future. I am pumped lately by financial management, owning our shit, adulting, how to change a tire, like all of that shit is coming your way. I don't know. It's just just big modern woman energy, guys. So I will see you later. I will talk to you later. Have an amazing week and we'll see you soon. Bye.